You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about text summarization, which uses natural language processing that takes a bunch of text and narrows it down to a key summary. With me today to talk about the latest in this growing field is Dr. Alex Fabry, who has led research into text summarization at Yale University and previously interned at Facebook AI and AWS AI. Welcome to the show, Alex, and thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, Jacob. Nice to join you. Pleasure to have you here. So to start off, can you tell me a little bit about what some of the use cases for text summarization are and perhaps how the recent advancements in GPT-3 allow for those models to happen? Sure. Yeah. So there are a lot of use cases for, you know, text summarization. Uh, you know, a lot of work in summarization has, uh, you know, focused on, let's say, news summarization. So let's say you have a news article and you want to try to get the main point. So you might summarize it in maybe a couple of sentences so that you don't maybe have to read the entire article, but you just get the gist of it. That's one thing you could imagine other use cases. Let's say you're on Reddit and you have a whole thread of different responses to some main post and you Rather than going through all the different threads, you maybe want to summarize some of the, you know, perspectives, uh, see what people think, what are the, you know, reasonings behind the different thoughts. And so maybe a summarization model would just capture those different perspectives, put it in a little summary, show which ones are most prominent, and, you know, that could save you a lot of time. So those are two applications. You could also think maybe, you know, you're having a meeting and you miss a meeting. So, you know, rather than, let's say, having to, you know, record the meeting and go through it all. Maybe someone has, you have a transcript of the meeting and, you know, your summarization model could just, you know, give you the main point. So it could potentially, you know, save you a lot of time uh, and be useful for uh, productivity. Um, And so, yeah, there are a lot of different use cases. Uh, Not all of them are, let's say, in, you know, use or in production right now, but, uh, you know, a lot of them are coming to the forefront right now as we get, as you mentioned, more models which can uh, become more useful and be, Know, used for summarization. So there's been a lot of work in summarization. It's gained a lot of interest as these models have gotten more powerful and become more useful. So people think you know, maybe we're at a state where uh, they can actually be useful for summarization. So you mentioned GPT-3. So that hasn't exactly been applied to summarization in particular, but it's part of a group of models called pre-trained language models. So these models which are trained for this task of language model or modeling or predicting, let's say, what is the next word if you have some previous context of words. And so these pre-trained language models have a, you know, an understanding of language to some extent, and they have been applied to summarization. Let's say, let's train these models and apply them to some summarization task, and they've been shown to do pretty well. So um, that has boosted the performance of these summarization models, and we've gone to a point where we think, you know, maybe we're close to getting these models into an actual production environment. I see. So how do these AI models determine what the most pertinent details from within an article are? Yeah, so that's a good question, Like, uh, and something uh, very uh, subjective, uh, you know, and it's a known problem in summarization, determining what is uh, relevant. Um, so relevance is very task specific. So um, let's say you want to have an informative summary, which tells you everything that you need to know in the article. So that summary will look very different from one, let's say, which is maybe indicative. You just want to know what it's about. Do I want to read this or not? Is this topic interesting for me? Maybe that will just be a short blurb. Um, so that, so summarization is very task specific. It's very user specific. So even defining, like, say, what is you know relevant, 
what is um, salient in a particular context is a very hard problem and something that's you know not um, very necessarily well defined. So um, yeah, there's there's no really you know clear cut answer to that um, at this point. Um, yeah. But. Okay. Uh, and so how would these summarizations be presented to the readers? Uh, would this be on like any site that they go to, it would automatically, you know, give them the option to just kind of get a, a shorter version of that, or do they have to be on a specific, uh, outlet or platform to see the summarizations? Yeah. So that's a, you know, a good question. So, um, I think, you know, there are multiple ways it could be, uh, so one, you see like, say uh, sites like CNN or Daily Mail have these often bullet points on the side which give you a, some general summary so if you want you can just you know read those bullet points or uh, you know read through the whole article so that's one way you, you know you could see it another you know potential you know use case would be let's say uh, you just hover on an on a link and rather than you know, go into the link or let's say you have a, a document you want to summarize you know, rather than having to open up all your documents and go to each one and close it because it's useless you know, maybe just have a short summary and then, you know, see whether you want to open it or not. So, you know, there are a lot of potential use cases and there's, a, you know, there's an aspect of, let's say, a human computer interaction, you know, determining what is the best way to present a summary to a, a user. Um, and that, that's also like, a, you know, a, some people have studied this, let's say, you know, if we're summarizing Reddit threads, do we want to maybe do a text summary or maybe we want like a bar chart where, or some sort of, you know, chart which shows these opinions are most prominent and these are less prominent and you know, make it more visual. So, yeah, there are a lot of different ways you could present it to the user. Uh, and I read that there's some aspect to it that uh, you could use AIs as a sort of chat bot so that the reader can interact and get, you know, the most specific blurb to what they're looking for. Uh, is that something that you're seeing going hand in hand with text mm -hmm. summarization? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of work, uh, you know, in query-based uh, summarization. So that could be, let's say, uh, you know, in the case of, let's say, community question answering forums such as Stack Overflow or Quora, you have a particular user desire or information need. Uh, and then you have, let's say, a bunch of text you want to summarize. In that case, it's like a bunch of answers. You could also think of it maybe in a dialogue. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of work, uh, especially it's relevant to these large companies which have let's say these you know a large amount of answers to different you know questions user questions you want to try to summarize it with respect to a particular you know perspective or information need so yeah, it's a very important application as well do you think that this could possibly be soon applied to software development searching through stack overflow or to go over some guides or documentation uh to find out which specific spot has that particular code snippet yeah yeah so there's actually a a research subfield, which is like code summarization. So people have tried to summarize, let's say Java or Python code, you have a, you know, a short block of code and you want to see you know, what does this function do or or also, uh, you know, comments to this, uh, what would be, you know, sort of comments which uh, summarize what this uh, function does. Um, so there is like a research field, it's a, you know, a hard research field trying to summarize because you have the problem of hard syntax and understanding, you know, what these different functions do, but uh, it is, you know, a potential application. Um, the majority of my work uh, has focused on, and I think a majority of the summarization work has focused on, let's say, new summarization, these sort of, you know, plain text sum summaries. Um, but there's, as we've gotten better at these new summarization tasks, people are more and more interested in these other tasks, like conversation summarization or code summarization, these sort of new tasks, which are, you know, harder. 
All right. And what are some of the projects that are working on text summarization now? I've heard of the Facebook project called TLDR, which stands for Too Long Didn't Read. Uh, and what other things are going on out there? Yeah, so I know that, uh, you know, there are projects like summarizing documents. For example, let's say you have a Microsoft, you know, document and you want to, rather than reading through the whole document, you want just a snippet of what it's, you know, uh, what that document entails. Uh, so that can save you a lot of time rather than reading the document. I know there's a, a lot of work um, right now on, let's say, meeting summarization. So people are trying to you know, improve productivity by uh, summarizing the information from meetings. So let's say I, I miss a meeting or maybe I miss part of a meeting. It's sort of like a catch up, you know, rather than uh, me having to, let's say, listen to the whole recording, I can just try to, um, you know, read the summary and then maybe I get the main points. Um, and another potential application is uh, this thing I mentioned about Reddit threads or Stack Exchange, um, you know, question answers. Uh, that is also very relevant to a lot of uh, companies which have, let's say, groups or different sort of uh, products which have uh, a lot of, you know, user questions and community answers. So trying to summarize those answers to the questions. So none of these are really, maybe a couple of them are in products right now, but they're sort of, you know, things people are working on in, in the hopes of getting them to products one day. Mm -hmm. I see. Uh, are any of these capabilities available as open source projects now that developers can kind of integrate into their applications already? Yeah, so there's, a, you know, this Hugging Face Transformers library. It's very uh, uh, widely used in the NLP community. So you can just go to GitHub, go to Transformers, and they have a ton of models related to natural language understanding, but also natural language generation. So you can try out the latest summarization models, these pre-trained models, which I mentioned. Uh, so you can just, you know, very simple in a few lines of code, just test the summarization model on, let's say, summarizing a news article. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, you know widely available. It's easy to download and use, and you can, if you want to summarize news articles, uh, it's very easy to incorporate. Mm -hmm. And at what stage of maturity would you say this technology is at now? Uh, in terms of, you know, being in, in its production-ready stage? Right, so there's been a lot of uh, changes in NLP since about 2018. So uh, I think before that, we were quite far away. Like, these new summarization models were still very uh, preliminary. Uh, now we've gone to a point where, let's say, the task of new summarization, we do quite well on. So for tasks like that, I think we're quite close to uh, having something which is very useful and uh, could be potentially used. Um, so I think we're still in the somewhat early phases, but we're we're making rapid improvements, especially over the last two or three years. There've been a lot of changes, which have really like uh, boosted the, the our ideas of what is possible. Great, yeah, it really seems like the progress is ramping up in this regard in this field. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to add in terms of the field of NLP? Anything else cool going on? Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, cool things going on. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, one thing I could mention is like, uh, you know, I mentioned a lot of good things about summarization. And there also, you know, a lot of work and, and you know, good things, I'd say, from coming from GPT-3. There's a lot of work also and a lot of backlash about potential bad things, you know, as well, which is a pretty interesting topic. So, um, you know, these summarization models potentially have bias. GPT, these large language models have maybe, you know, societal biases or, you know, gender biases, different, you know, things which maybe are incorporated into these huge models, which maybe we don't have complete control over. You know, in these summarization models, let's say, they don't always generate uh, the text we want them to. Um, so there are, you know, potential problems. And 
what but what's interesting is that people are trying to adjust these problems as well as we make progress they're also you know trying to sort of you know go a step forward but also hold ourselves back to make sure we don't go too far uh, so it's, it's an interesting sort of uh, balance between the two mm-hmm. so what is your take on fighting some of these biases is it uh you know having more people from diverse backgrounds getting involved with the project using more and bigger data sets yeah so um definitely you know having a diverse team uh helps. i think yeah there's a, a lot of talk at least you know in the, these analyses of gpt and those related papers about the kind of data which is used for example um it was, they took data primarily from the common crawl, Wikipedia, books data, and people have discussed the different biases, you know, which are present in that. And using more data doesn't necessarily solve those problems, maybe being more careful about the kind of data or just at least being uh, representative and trying to understand what are the biases in the data that we have is a good direction, you know, at least being upfront about it um, is a good direction. I think people are, you know, trying to do that. Um, another direction, uh, another thing I'll mention about this is that, you know, these models are quite costly and, you know, people talk about the energy cost and, you know, let's say, yeah, just the computational cost because these models, even though they're very good, they're quite costly. So there's this model, uh, BERT, which is from Google and it's widely used. And the amount of energy used to, uh, train this model from scratch is about the same amount of energy as a transatlantic flight. So it's a you know crazy amount of energy being used, and you know, but there's again work on the NLP side to try to make their like sustainable NLP NLP conferences to try to you know address these issues, make the, the, these models more efficient. So um, while there are you know problems, there's also some hope in that people are doing some very interesting work to try to address these problems. Very cool. Can't wait to see what comes up next. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again, Alex, for coming on. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Death. <laughs>